welcome to the Metabytes podcast. And today I have a, who I thought was a stranger, <laughs> that I DM'd um, over Instagram. Um, and he wanted to come on the show. He is a business owner. And I've been following his brand Limitless Laces on Instagram for a little while. And I've been looking for different guests on the podcast and Tom luckily said yes to coming on. Tom, what's your last name? Uh, my last name is Elliot. Elliot. Tom Elliot. Well, welcome on the Metabytes podcast. Oh, thank you for having me in. No worries, no worries. Let me just get my notes up because I did actually prepare some stuff to talk about. Awesome. Um, actually, just initially, can you give us a little bit of background on, on who you are, where you grew up and a little bit sure. of history? Yep. Um, so, originally born in Adelaide. I moved over to Perth when I was seven years old. Okay. Um, my, I guess, journey into business didn't start until uh, about three years ago. Yep. When me and my friend, I actually co-own Limitless with Sean Dennis. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, about four years ago, actually, the idea came to us that we wanted to um, explore the business world. Yep. So, we wanted, initially, we wanted a, uh, I guess, a an easy way in or yep. like a, not an easy way in, but like a, a cheap kind of uh, concept to kind of play around with. Yep. And shoelaces were fairly <laughs> inexpensive initially. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so before that, or yeah, before the shoelace idea came to us, I was in a completely different industry, um, uh, geology. That's what I studied at university. Okay. So I do actually have a degree, a uh, Bachelor of Science in Geology. Yep. Which um, did you, have you worked, did you do some, I go have, straight into working in, in geology uh, yeah. at all? So, so did the degree, uh, worked in the industry for about three years. Uh, didn't really, uh, knew straight away, to be honest, that it wasn't really my thing, but yep. just kind of stuck it out <laughs> for a bit of experience, just... I mean, was the reason you chose geology? Was it because I mean you're based in Perth, and there's obviously a lot of yeah, a lot was, of that stuff going, yeah, exactly. going on. So yeah, my dad's a geologist as uh -huh, well, so okay. it was a bit of an influence on me at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's yeah where I began. Excellent. Um, I and mean, that was that the studies. reason you moved from was it a, a work your dad coming over yeah, to WA exactly. to work in in exactly, geology? Yeah, okay, exactly. Excellent, excellent. So where did you work when you f first started your geology? Uh, so I had a few jobs. Yep. Uh, I've worked uh, out near Mekthara. Okay. Um, and I've Consulting sort of stuff or were you working for, for yes. a company? Or? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I was a contractor and then I worked for a few service companies based here in Perth. Yep. Uh, doing a lot of data entry and data analysis. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was all right. Cool experience, but yep. and yeah, was, not really my thing. Yeah, was there a little spark or something that got you kind of out of it? Was there an initial moment where you were like, I'm just not either enjoying it or... Yeah, that, that was exactly it. Like I wasn't enjoying myself too much and I knew that I just wanted more out of, uh, I guess, a career or a job. Yep. So I just yep. wanted to explore with a few things. Yep. Um, and and was, around... la was laces the first thing you explored or was it... Uh, actually, I started using flotation therapy to kind of um, explore myself. Wow, okay. Um, so... Yeah, around that time, I was, yeah, just looking within, I guess, yep. trying to find these answers as wow. to what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. So I started floating regularly once a week, um, and that was really insightful. 
Yeah, okay. Um, and, and, and meditate as well? Did you combine it with meditation? I was ex- yeah, I was into all kinds of mindfulness around okay. that time just to yeah, find myself, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Where did that come from? Where did you sort of have that sort of change in mindset and I want to go inwards and, and find out what's going on? Is that something that sort of just came to you or was it? Uh, it just seemed like what I should do at the time. Yeah, okay. Um, because, yeah, I wasn't really sure uh, the direction I was heading with a career, I guess. Yeah. So I was like, let's let's take a pause. Let's, like, reconnect with my true self. Wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And go from there. And did that, did that mean stopping work completely? Was it like a, a complete sort of end I to... Did, I did, yeah, stop that. Wow. work pretty abruptly <laughs> um, and soon after I started working for Beyond Rest the flotation yep. company yeah which you still um, you still do still some work. hours yep. so which is a weird connection when we first met when you yeah, came exactly. in exactly which is really yep. a I think this podcast was meant to be which is exciting exactly. so with mindfulness then what did you discover like what were some of the uh, and you're obviously still going through that journey we all we all yep. kind of are from a, you know it's the, the self is probably one of the hardest things to try and get to terms with. How, what, what sort of things did you start to discover and how, how then did it progress into, into your, the, the current business that you're running? Uh, so it really brought to the surface like what I'm passionate about, like what I really enjoy in life. Um, and the biggest one would be skateboarding uh, okay. and just, yep. I guess, the more creative side of me, yep. which I'd kind of put on hold for a bit while I was studying. Yeah, do you think that um, sort of the, the corporate or the studying and then the sort of work with for bigger companies and that sort of thing, do you think that sort of muted your creativity? Indeed, yeah, yeah. yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, while I was at school and university, I just was quite, I guess, heady and analytical and <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of blocked off the creative side for a bit. So it was probably building up inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> over that but time. I was still, thankfully, I was still skateboarding regularly, which was my kind of creative outlet yep. while I was studying. What about drawing and art and that sort of stuff? Was there influence there that you'd, you'd done before as a kid? Or? Uh, I guess my mom would be the biggest influence for okay. that. So yep. she's a photographer, which ah. uh, hugely influenced me. Yeah. Um, so I actually started photography as well around the same time that yep. Sean and myself uh, started Limitless. Yeah. So what was the initial conversation with the laces, with Limitless laces, like with yourself and Sean? Was it something you were just like chatting about and go, um, what was that first sort of... So, spark I suppose so Sean and myself we both agreed that we wanted to work on something on the side as yep. well as doing our professions or yep. our day jobs yeah um, were you sorry were you this is when you were working in the float space or had you had you left the the geology space already or around the same oh, time. around the same time so, okay yeah yep. a lot a lot happened around <laughs> that time when was this how long ago are we talking uh four years ago okay yeah yep. Very cool. So, laces. So, yeah. So, Sean and myself, uh, yeah, both agreed that we wanted to, yeah, work on something together. Yep. And shoelaces were an inexpensive concept yep. that we agreed upon. Yep. And it was something we could kind of play with. And we also both skate. Yep. So, while you skate, you rip through clothes ah, okay. uh, shoelaces yeah, okay. do get kind of shredded while you skate yeah i'd never thought of that as a so there was a real practicality in it as well yeah which so, is interesting okay so we wanted to make laces which we could wear while we skate yep um so that's kind of the origins of and the influences behind it 
It's very cool. I mean, in regards to the initial manufacturing then of the laces, was that something you obviously outsourced to overseas? Or yeah, was it... we, we, we uh, had a look around a few different places, yep. but yeah, at the moment we do. I uh, produce them overseas, yep. uh, then get them shipped to Australia, and then we distribute them from Australia. That is very cool. That is very cool. So... Did you, was there any fascination with laces as a kid, or is not really, or just as part of the, the, the um, skating culture? Yeah, suppose? yeah. So shoes—that's huge in the skateboarding yep. uh, industry. Yeah. So I guess I was always growing up um, interested in shoes. Yeah. And you're always going through new shoes while you skate. Do you remember your first kind of real love of sneakers when you were young? Do you remember um, your first pair? I never was really into sneakers. It was okay. all, all about skateboarding shoes. Wow. Okay. So. That's and what, what are the go-to skateboarding shoes? I mean, uh, are Vans? Am Van, I, yeah, Vans are okay. some of my favorites. Um, at the moment, I'm wearing Converse. Yep, yep. Um, But I've gone through them all just about. Yeah, oh, very cool. And slip-on shoes then are obviously the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually, I was skating with a few mates yesterday. Yeah, okay. And they, were making, they made a joke that they don't need my laces because they're both wearing slip-ons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a pair of, I remember as a kid, I'm a little bit older than you, um, probably quite a bit actually. Actually, how old are you, Tom? Uh, turned 28 in two weeks. Turned 28, interesting. Okay, I'm 45. Um, but as a kid growing up in, I grew up in the UK, I've got a weird memory of having a pair of ET laces. Oh, yeah. Like that, when, when I was thinking about stuff to ask you, and I was thinking, okay, laces, what do laces mean to me? Sure. I just remember these. I remember wearing them to school, and it was just the coolest thing, like these ET shoelaces. So that's that's my laces story. Awesome. <laughs> and I did a little bit of background on on the history of laces, and going by Wikipedia. Yep, sure. <laughs> but five and a half thousand years ago, there was a, I think an ice man called what is it Otzi that was found uh, has the first pair of seemingly the first pair of shoelaces. So was, maybe that could be a new range, the yeah. Ot- Otzi range <laughs> of Neanderthal laces. I was, I was unaware of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's amazing what you can find online. Um, and Harvey Kennedy seemingly is the first person that patented the shoestring shoelace. So sure. a couple of little random facts. So what, what was your first move then from a business perspective with limited laces, uh, limitless laces? What did you, what was the plan? Or was well, maybe, maybe there wasn't a plan. Uh, so... Yeah, initially business was very new to Sean and myself. Yep. Um, so it was all about learning. Yep. So we just decided to throw ourselves in the deep end and start a business and just learn as we go. What were some of the first things you did then set up to, to sort of enable uh, enable the first sale of, 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 a sh- of the shoelaces? Sure. So we came up with a few designs. Yep. So the reason why we, uh, I guess, work with our shoelaces because they have little shapes, patterns, yep. colors. Yep. Um, so there's a point of difference there. Yeah, they are so, very cool. They thank look, you. Look amazing, yeah. <laughs> so we came up with a few designs uh, and then got them off to a graphic designer. Yep. Um, he computerized them and yep. did what graphic designers do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we sent them off to a few uh, manufacturers. Uh, initially, we had a few troubles actually yeah, getting a good manufacturer yeah, on board. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully, we've got one at the moment. Okay. How long has that this manufacturer been in place? Or? Um, so we've been working with them for two years. Okay. Yeah. And what was the main issue you found initially? Was it quality? Or? Yeah. Okay. Shoe, we thought shoelaces would be quite easy to print <laughs> patterns on. Yep. And yeah, but 
they were actually a little more <laughs> difficult than we expected. Okay. Um, so yeah, some of the first concepts and prototypes were not quite what we were after. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we actually had to alter uh, quite a few of our designs to yeah. make it like a little bit easier to print. And did you do sort of testing with them? Like actually, could being a skater yourself and a, yeah, is yeah. it this Sean? Sean, yeah. Sean, Sean, a skater as well, obviously. Yes, he is. Yeah. And did you the first sort of batch of laces that came in? Did you only get like a handful to begin with to test them out? Yeah, or? exactly. Okay. To be honest, the first laces we got made weren't for skateboarding. They were more um, like kind of uh, patterned laces, okay. yep. just to get like a point of difference out there. Yep. Yeah. Um, we identified early on that skateboarding laces need to be durable uh, need to be made with a certain uh, material to make okay. them withstand skateboarding <laughs> so we decided initially to kind of put that on hold or like just continue working on finding yep. what would be good for skateboarding yep so initially we went with um i guess easier laces to work with okay um yep. and laces which we could kind of play with and and make look fun so we yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. had something to market yeah definitely and do you remember i mean how did, how did you sell them to begin with? What was the first sort of your, your first delve into marketing or yep. was it amongst friends? Was it your network or how did it, yeah. how did it work? Uh, so we set up a website. So we had an online shop straight away. Yep. Um, and we, yeah, just promoted laces through our friends. I gave yep. them to all my mates. Yep. Um, Sean gave them to all his mates. <laughs> yep. um, initially, we were all about just creating content. Okay, um, yep stuff that we could obviously market yeah and what was your go-to sort of um platform for your content what did you where did you choose to 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 begin that uh so photography yeah uh, was a huge passion of mine so yep. i'd always go out with my buddies pass my set of shoelaces and then take a series of photos with them yep yeah um and then we'd put that on social media platforms yep and which was the, did you, I mean, obviously Instagram is where I saw, yeah. you, saw you guys. Is that it's, one of the ones that was the original sort yes, of setup? Yep. Yes. So, yeah, so Instagram was the first platform, or Facebook and Instagram. Yep. But Instagram yep. was a little more convenient and yep. we found a little more efficient. Yeah, and with your demographic, probably pretty spot on, I would have thought. Yes. What about Snapchat? Snapchat, did you ever? Uh, we thought about that, but to be honest, yep. we never, never have used Snapchat for yep. promo. And I think, it, I think it's a platform that is probably dying, I would have thought. Instagram is just, I mean, the Facebook yeah. juggernaut is yeah, exactly. just so hard, so hard to control. Um, so your first online sale, do you remember, who, was it a friend? Was it, it, a it was actually a friend. <laughs> yeah, it was a friend in South Australia. Yeah, okay. So I think as soon as we launched the website, I did That's a little post cool. and she got straight onto it, I think, the day we launched. Yeah, and <laughs> so how did you find with the launching of it? Did, was there any issues? There was like, did, the, did everything from a technology point of view work well? Or was there obviously tweaks that you've had to make over time? And Yeah, there's constant <laughs> tweaks. Um, but there's no huge, I guess... Uh, issues initially yep um but it was all just very new to us yep. so we were just literally learning yep. as we go and did you continue your mindfulness and your floating obviously throughout this whole process yes indeed and you found that to be obviously an amazing that was a, yeah huge huge benefit yeah um yeah i often would use yeah floats just to kind of come up with um ideas for yep. for marketing or yeah what, what i needed to work on at the time i'd just I guess meditate on it in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean, so the journey so far has been about four years since. Four years 
since we had the, the initial the idea. Okay. We launched the business about two and a half years ago. Oh, okay. Oh, so you didn't, yeah, you didn't jump. You weren't sort of like gung-ho and so you did a lot Yeah, of... there was about a year and a half where oh, we wow. just kind okay. of worked on a few things and yep. just, yeah, prepped and... <laughs> and how's it going? It's going well, yeah. Yep. Um, it's still a uh, small time, yep. but we do well enough to expand and grow it and keep it going. Yeah, is... so is that the sort of process just now from a business point of view? Is it sort of money just coming back into the business and yeah, just sort exactly. of and so, what's what's that going into is it going into more research on material or is it going into marketing or what sort a of lot of a lot of marketing at the yep. moment um so yeah social media marketing yep. um that's that's the big one okay um so paid paid advertising on on social like tar- a lot of, targeted sort of yeah yeah and yep. a lot of like influencer marketing yeah so i did notice actually um gem gem wolfie yeah um, on one of your latest Instagram pics, I think. Yep. And I mean, when you talk about Perth influencers, you don't probably get much bigger yeah, than... She's, she's a pretty big one. <laughs> 1.7 million. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty, pretty big. <laughs> and is that, was that a relationship that you had already or was it did you reach out on a dm or what, uh, what was no, the actually through beyond rest is how i initially met her ah, um, okay she did some promotional work for us at the float center up in june Lock. ah excellent okay um, and i was the photographer at the time so yeah that's where i first met her and became friends and oh brilliant and then we uh yeah developed a relationship where i'd often help her with photography okay and she'd, yep. in return she'd help me out with some shoelace promo yeah yeah, that was pretty pretty handy yeah. friendship at the time. Yeah. And that the Gary V book Crushing it talks a lot about influencer marketing, so it's, it's a really yeah, interesting it's pretty, yeah. yeah, it's big big uh, tactic at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, yeah, having somebody with that sort of reach, especially on the platform that is kind of your main platform is yes. that's insane. Yeah. yeah, it's really really handy. Yeah. That so is really cool. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, um, actually, she's she's local, isn't she? She lives. Yeah, um, she, I have bumped into her in Coles just up the road. Because yep. I think I was following her through her. I think her is it Good Eats. I think she does yep. the the food yeah, thing, and then I saw her Instagram stuff. Yep. Um, which was insane. I remember seeing. I was looking at this girl in Coles, going, "Is that Jem Wolf?" And it was. So I had a chat with her, and she was talking about doing YouTube and sort of expanding her kind of content yep. um stuff and she's been in the u.s and stuff like that so that's very cool um any other influencers that you've used i mean from a skate perspective has there been yeah so that's that's what we're working on at the moment um trying to get a few skateboarders yep. uh, on board yeah um the big the skateboarding industry is in california yeah that's where yep. the heart of it is yep um so we send out a few laces to skateboarders over there yep um quite a few little kids as well Okay. Like there's a few little skateboarding kids. Yeah. Um, all around the world, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, we send them laces, and they kind of make Instagram clips and <laughs> that is so cool. Photos. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're fun to work with, and because you just never know who is watching these kids. I mean, even if they've got an audience of only two thousand, or they've got a following of five thousand, or ten, or whatever. I mean, you just never know how how that could that one post could be the could be the one that that sort of makes it go insane yes exactly um, how have you seen the spikes then so with influencers like once is there like a nervous energy when you're about to post the <laughs> like or jen wolfie's going to post the an instagram pic sort of tagging you in it like i mean do you see immediate like kind of results yeah it's pretty pretty yeah obvious yeah. once yeah i guess result wise once um yeah an influencer has posted yeah you do see spikes in yeah uh, engagement yep. and attention. Yep. 
Um, we're really trying to identify like the ideal, I guess, influencer because we okay. work with a few different ones. Some of them have like a lot of followers, but they don't necessarily bring us yep, the attention. Yep. Maybe the market's the market not quite need. right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Tony um, Hawk would be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be ideal. <laughs> yeah. So if, I'll, I'll use Gem as an example. Yep. Gem's, her, I guess, audience isn't skateboarders. Yeah. So um, it's probably better for us, or it is better for us to use skateboarders yeah. um, over, um, I guess, Gem. Yeah. I mean, I kind of her, what would her kind of audience then would be kind of street culture basketball. Yeah, basketball. Um, a lot of Americans work out yeah. industry. Yeah. Okay, the fitness. Yeah, fit, yeah, fitness yeah. Okay. Industry. Which I suppose fashion and, and stuff like that is still a big part of that. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Sneaker, yep. sneaker, um, fashion and whatever. So, but I mean, do you is that is that something that you're sort of really focused on? Is like skate laces? Is that like your main main drive um, for the business or? It's not the main drive, but it's just what I'm passionate about. Yep. So it just makes sense for me to work with that. Yeah. But um, yep. I just want to bring out a different product. Yeah. Like that's what I was talking about initially. Um, our initial laces were just something different. Yep. Um, there wasn't too many people doing shoelaces, especially here in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we just wanted to, yeah, have fun with something a little bit different. Definitely, definitely. So it's it's going strong then, and you're like, what's the? Have you got anything sort of planned out for for the next twelve months or so, or what's the, uh, anything big sort of coming up? Uh, we do want to eventually uh, work our way into more, I guess, products. Yeah. Um, we still want to stay true to like shoelaces. Yeah. So uh, an example would be to release a range of hoodies. Uh, yeah, uh, which have like the little pull strings ah, yeah. um, around the hoodie to kind of tighten them, but yep. they would they would use our shoelaces. Okay. So the pull strings would have yeah. colors, patterns, um, and board shorts as well. Of course. So yeah. board shorts, same deal, pull string to tighten them mm. up. I didn't even think about that. Board shorts <laughs> would be a simple color, but like yep. the, the lace that you tighten it with uh, would be patterned and have our kind of influence. Yeah, that is very cool. Um, so that's that's in the future in the next 12 months <laughs> in so. product development yep. which is good why do um, you know when you go and buy a pair of shoes why do they always lace them up so weirdly you know with that weird the lace that comes up the side and like yeah I don't don't have an answer for that <laughs> like what's your go to lace up like how do you lace your shoes is, is uh, there a, a there specific is, yeah there is a specific way okay um, it was taught to me by one of the skate shop owners when ah. I was very young <laughs> and I've just stuck with it. Okay. It works um, for you. <laughs> it works for me. It looks good in okay, photos. The, yeah, I was going to say the so most of the, the pictures we would see then are using that kind of lace up. What's the trick Ooh. of it? Is it that getting that sort of ver oh, sorry horizontal kind of Pretty much, definition? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So all the, all the photos that I personally take have the laces set in a specific way. Yep. Does so, Sean have the same uh, lace up, or is he does uh, he go a different different way? <laughs> I think he's the same. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so with digital marketing, with is it Big Cartel is the yes. platform that you're using? Is that the platform you started with? Uh, we actually tried to get our site built by a company yep. initially. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we weren't able to kind of uh, yeah come to a site which we were happy with. Yep. Okay. Um, so that was for about what, three years ago. Then you would have been thinking about, yeah, exactly. yeah okay. Yeah. So and then we realized, soon realized that we could yeah build the site ourselves. Yep. So that was a fun. 
process. Yeah, and Big um, Cartel seems to be working really well because it's one I hadn't actually really heard of before. So yep. it's always interesting to know what's what sort of because I mean, obviously for us, we do a lot of WordPress sites, but Shopify is another big part of what yeah. we what we are sort of looking at as a service, yep. and is obviously one of the main. Um, uh, quick to set up kind of e-commerce solutions. Yep. Um, is Shopify something you looked at back then, or was uh, it? It wasn't, but it's something we're looking at now. Yeah. Okay. So we yep. Have thought about making the jump over to Spotify. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Shopify. Yeah. 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 Um, just because it's got a few extra features, which yeah, I think it's inbuilt kind of integrations are just insane from a social perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, ability to sort of retarget and sort of sell, have that sort of sort of marketing in place connected to your social account straight yep. away. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. And I mean, how many visitors are you getting just now to the site? Are you, do you have a lot of traffic? Is it? Uh, there's a, a, a decent amount of traffic. Yep. Um, uh, what we're trying to work on at the moment is conversion. Yep. Uh, yeah, feel, of course. Yep. Yeah, we get, yep. we actually get like a, a very decent amount of traffic, yep. but we're just needing to convert a little bit more. Yeah, and have you done sort of audits and kind of, because the big thing is putting yourself in the place of your target audience and sort of lo- looking at you know that journey. How easy is it? You know, is it going to be simple for them, like a couple of clicks to buy yep. the shoelaces that you want, or which ones do you show? Do you do a bit of testing and, and yeah, stuff yeah, like that? With yeah, so I, I play around with all the features that yep. like uh, Instagram's brought out. Yeah, yeah. With the the tagging of the product. Yeah. So that's like yep. almost the quickest. Yeah. Or at least amount of clicks to go from seeing the product on a social media platform to yep. being able to purchase it on your website. Yeah. Has that been working okay? Have you Yeah, that's that's a fun one to work with and it's <laughs> yeah, giving good results. Oh good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, all the analytics that yep. Google provide and, and yep. the cartel provide they're always okay. Always valuable yeah, I mean that's a big thing, isn't it? A lot of people set these things up but don't actually look at the look at the, the data that's sort of yep involved what's the go-to sort of data you look at from an analytics point of view say from google like do you, are you looking at just sort of which products people are going to or like um, yeah 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 so i've to be honest i've only just started working with google analytics yep. Yep. um uh but yeah just being able to see what products people go to first yep how much time they spend on that product how they get to that product as well yeah like which other pages they visit first yep um so and I noticed a couple of um, videos. You've got a few videos on Vimeo. I noticed. Um, do you did you shoot them yourself or? Yes. Yeah. Uh, most of them. The one, them. What, the one with the the, the shoes sort of getting thrown up in the that black, was, the black yeah. background. So that was actually filmed by a couple of friends of mine. Yeah, very they had cool. A small video. little media company. Yeah. Um, at the time, or they've just graduated. Uh, yeah. Film. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So yeah, they put that together. So really, for me, cool. is that how was that fairly recently, or is that sort of a year or so old now? Or uh, that was yeah produced about a year ago. Okay, so great video. Have you used that in promotion? Have you used yes. that for yeah. sort of Facebook so ads, I use that Instagram? On a, uh, yeah, as a Facebook ad. Yep. Yeah. So. Video, I think, for Facebook is the key. Yeah, exactly. We were doing some stuff the other day and had just static sort of ad campaigns, and then video and the the spike in in reach and in interest and clicks was ridiculous once you put a video in there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, with Facebook, because I noticed you, you're not posting a lot on Facebook, like organic kind of posting. Is that something, because from a content point of view, I suspect there's quite a lot of stuff you could be doing, like creating little stories, little vlogs, like yep. sk- especially with the skate culture. I mean, that's huge on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, what, yeah. The, the yeah. skate culture. Um, is that something you're looking at doing down the track? or? Yes, yeah. yeah. 
So with with Facebook, we identified that you have to pay to get your yes. stuff seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not as easy as Instagram. Yeah, but, um, and Instagram's going the same way. It's still it cheap, though, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's very yeah. cheap to get in front of people, but yeah. yeah, you're having to pay to play these days. Indeed. But with, with Facebook, we tend to just post, um, I guess, blog posts and, yeah, videos. Yep. Uh, it won't be like an everyday post. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And quality over quantity. I think. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. So I actually, I'm more of a visual individual. Like I love working with photos and videos. Yeah. 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 So I do need to kind of get more into like the text and stories and yeah. adding yeah. more words to, to the site. And yeah. Cause I mean, I think you, I mean, you've obviously got a couple of vid- videos on Vimeo. Do you have a YouTube channel yes, as well? You yeah. do. Okay. So the, the exact same videos oh okay you got about four maybe four yeah, or five yeah, so videos four there. Or five, yeah. yeah a couple of influencers a so- guy playing soccer in one of them is yeah he that's, another a, that's in- actually no that's actually my stepbrother <laughs> <laughs> very good very yeah. good he's a fanatic soccer player so so where where do you get your actually so soccer he, he's obviously wearing the laces on his on his soccer Indeed. boots so yeah he plays um uh futsal five side yeah soccer. okay and it's all about the moves and stuff and the look as well, isn't it? Yep. So okay. So yeah, same same similar to skateboarding. Like yep. shoes are like a huge part of the sport. So it's yeah, cool okay. being able to add my laces to his yeah. his uh, soccer boots. So you, and so with skate laces, are they usually thicker than obviously normal normal uh, laces? To be honest, the most laces that actually come with the shoes are just your stock standard yep. laces. Yep. There's nothing too special about them. <laughs> yeah. I think they're uh, currently going towards making them a little more durable. Yep. I have seen a few skate shoes that have come out with slightly thicker or more durable laces. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's pretty much just your stock standard <laughs> lace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the so the logo, the, the initial design of your Limitless Laces logo, the LL kind of yep. symbol, is that something you guys did yourself or did you have a friend? We, yeah, we work with a company um, we gave them a few ideas, yep. um, a few sketches, and they yep. kind of finalized the actual logo. Yeah, it works really well, obviously, on, on the laces and on T-shirts. And, yes, and you yeah, can see yeah. it maybe on a hoodie as well. It's yeah, a, yeah. a really nice, clean clean yep. kind of symbol. So, yeah, it's pretty, we're pretty pleased with that. Yeah. Any trips to LA or to uh, coming be, up? Yeah, that would be ideal. <laughs> Do a bit of research. Yeah, indeed. Um, that would be, I guess... Uh, a goal of ours to yep. yeah, head over to California and yep. uh, check out the market. <laughs> definitely, definitely. With skate culture in Perth, then, is, I mean, it's obviously there's a huge skate culture in Perth, obviously from the surf culture originally yep. and then sort of going through to skateboarding. Is that, are there some um, what you would call influencers in the Perth scene for for skating? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I skate with a lot of them. Yeah, okay. Uh, most, most weekends. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, they're my closest mates. Oh wow! Okay. Um, I haven't yep. worked with them yet. Yeah. I tend to just get carried away skating with them and having yep. a good time. <laughs> um, Definitely. Where do you Where do you skate? Where do you usually go? Uh, at the moment, a lot of time in Fremantle. Oh okay. Yeah. So I do. I actually do some work for one of the skate shops in Fremantle as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nineteen ninety one skate shop. Yep. Yep. So I do a lot of their kind of photography of products and yep. help them out with some social media stuff. So what's your meditation practice like? So I, I, I do med- or I try to be good with meditation. I'm probably 15 minutes each morning or try to most mornings. Do you, have you got a good meditation practice? Uh, it's pretty much floating. 
Yeah, so okay. I float, I float once a week. Yep. Um, For one hour, you do the, the yes, one hour float? Yeah, one hour. Um, and while I'm at the center, I, yeah, I'm mindful. Yeah. All throughout my shift, which is really I was going to say, it's a very, because I've been to Beyond Rest a couple of times, well, quite a few times, I've got the subscription there. So um, awesome. there is a real calmness when you walk in, Indeed. which is amazing. I don't know how that, if it's just because of the people around there or the, I don't know what it is, but it's an amazing, yeah, you're right, sort of mindfulness when you, there's an aura when, yeah, <laughs> when you walk into the place, so which is it's, good. It's a really, really handy uh, position I have there. Yep. So, yeah, just being there keeps me centered and grounded. Yep. And then the floats are just, yeah, yeah. an awesome part of that as well. <laughs> have you had any injuries from skating that you've then used the flotation to kind of help? Or? I, I like to say, I've never had any serious injuries, okay. touch wood, but I do like to say that Whenever I'm sore from skateboarding, I will try and float. Yep. So I'm actually hoping to float uh, this afternoon. <laughs> very good. Very uh, good. Just yeah, for a bit of yeah downtime and just yeah, yep. physical recovery. Well, it's amazing, isn't it? Because with flotation, you're kind of the only thing your body can do, or your body and mind can do, is just kind of look internally, isn't it? Which Indeed. is which is really amazing, and from a healing perspective, is huge. Do you have any mentors or people that you've kind of looked? Like you look up to, or especially over the last five years with the with the process of starting the business. Uh, yes, definitely. Yep. Uh, Nick Dunnan, who okay. is the co-owner of Beyond Rest. Yep. Um, he mentored me through the initial stages of starting ah, up the business. Okay. He is very business savvy, so yep. and he's really good at online marketing. Yep. What so, do you think the biggest um, advice or the best bit of advice you maybe got from Nick was? Um couldn't put it down to one piece of advice but just seeing how he works yep. and how he operates he yep. is very mindful himself yep so just seeing someone tackle business from a mindful perspective was really awesome yeah that is really good yeah um, and yeah just seeing him do what he does i just tried to yeah work with what he taught me and yeah, it was very valuable excellent that's obviously an ongoing you're indeed, ongoing yeah, thing. indeed. So okay. he's an awesome boss, and yeah, yeah, still a huge mentor to me. Shout out to Nick. He was yep. based in Melbourne. I yeah, think yeah. So he lives so, in Melbourne at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But a Perth, Perth guy originally. Perth boy, yeah, yeah. Yep. So he moved over when we opened a few centres over there. Oh, very cool, very cool. Okay, if you had ten thousand dollars when you first started your business, um, what would you do with it? What would be the like? What would you spend that money on? Sort of, you've now had about three or four years of of sort of in the business or thinking about the business and starting it up. If you had ten grand, what would you put that into? Uh, I guess there's a lot of money to be spent on online marketing. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I put it into yeah, online marketing. Yep. Um, probably trying to work with more influencers as well. Yeah. Like a lot of the influencers we have work with or want to work with obviously cost a bit of money yep um and especially if you want to keep them posting regularly yeah okay yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah i guess yeah uh online marketing yeah but also maybe a little more self-education on business yeah okay i don't have a business uh, uh education yep so yeah, some schooling on, on business and, and marketing as well. Yeah, from, well, from a business education point, is there any, anything you read or, um, or kind of consume from content that you, that you use to kind of help yourself with that sort of stuff? Um, 
I wouldn't be able to put it down to one particular source. Yep. Um, a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Our approach was generally just, um, we, we knew what the next step in the business was and yep. we'd just teach ourselves as we go. Yep. Um, so whatever we came up with, whatever the next step was, we would just spend hours online just <laughs> teaching ourselves how to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. the internet has so oh. many answers. Exactly. So that was kind of our schooling while while we're setting up Limitless. Yeah, yeah, and it still is for us as well. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Just a quick one before we finish off. With influencers, what's your sort of process then with, you know, for anybody that's maybe starting an online business or has got products that they're looking at, at getting into the influencer's hands, what sort of process have you found to work the best? And what, I mean, what sort of costs are involved and, and what's, the, what's sort of happening in that space just now? Sure. Um, well, they all, all have different costs depending yep. on their audience and engagement. Um, I guess approach would be find ones which are really aligned with, with what you're doing. Um, we've had a lot of influencers that are aligned with us. We send them laces, they'll do one post and then they'll forget about it. Yeah. So you really want to keep them posting regularly and like constantly interacting with them. Yep. Um, so that's probably the biggest one, just yeah, constant interaction with your influencer and have an ongoing relation rather than just one post to your audience here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all about, I mean, that's what business is about, isn't it? And well, life in general is just relationship building, isn't Indeed. it? And providing value and just keeping that communication open. Indeed. That's very cool. Well, thank you very much, Tom, for oh, coming no in to thank the you podcast. For me in. Not a worry. And um, that's it for this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will speak to you soon. Thanks, Tom.